The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. And now, on with the show. Yes, yes, y'all! From the brand new Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show that is a big fan of Facebook. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on the aforementioned social media network, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there. Uh, I don't know what birthday he would have celebrated, but uh, celebrating his birthday today is Michael Jackson. Oh, there you go. Man um, in the mirror. And here and and here to tell you about all the things he loves about Facebook is Max Thompson. I actually want to ask our audience this because we've got a pretty loyal and dedicated crew here and on the uh, book of faces. On, on the book of faces. And uh it's fun to interact with them every day, but the amount of hoops you have to jump through just to do this security wise anymore is getting ridiculous. Yeah. And I'm wondering if our crew could survive and uh, still comment and do everything over on our live stream page, where this is originally broadcast out of. Can you comment on live stream? Yeah. Yeah, there's Mm. comments. But you don't, you know, it's not automated. You have to kind of create a user thing and all that. Mm. But it's not great. But I'm. I will be honest with our with our loyal fans here. Yeah, you are. You are. You are literally. You are saying words about Mark Zuckerberg that yeah. cannot be spoken this, on a family this show. This show is seven, eight minutes late today because of the amount of security nonsense you have to do just to do this anymore. Yeah. So I'm a little frustrated, Sorry, Greg. Uh, no ish today. Ish is off. Um, he's had enough already. He's had enough already. <laughs> Uh, today is Wednesday, August 29th, 2018, 85 days until Thanksgiving. the number of losses for Ron Washington as the manager of the Texas Rangers. 2007-2014, winning as manager in franchise history, uh, owner of two American pets, and one should be On today's show, guys, we're going to take a look at, uh, real brief, we're going to take a look at the, um, Shahan J. Rogers' list of the most important players in college football in the state of Texas. That's a series going on at TexasFootball.com. And then back out of the show, Wednesday of the way, we are back with the Hall of Famer himself, the great Craig Wade. Finally, somebody knows what they're talking about on the show. Uh, we'll bring in Craig here in just a little bit. Um, is, is running the worst thing in the world? I woke up and ran this morning, and... Um, and I can't decide if all people who like running are sociopaths or just almost all. What I would say, having done a structured fitness regimen that I've paid far too much for in the last four and a half months, is that running is the worst, mm-hmm. not because, uh, not just because of how it makes you feel, mm-hmm. but because it really doesn't accomplish anything other than cardio, and it destroys your joints in the process. Yeah. And so I am definitely like drinking that Kool-Aid at this point mm-hmm. where it's like, you can whip your ass a million other ways mm-hmm. that are just as annoying and not and actually accomplish something other than just like endlessly trudging along. Yeah, it was bad. That's my this my firm stance at this point. Yeah, it was, it was bad this morning, but um, 
have to be in a suit for etiquette. So if I look like I haven't eaten, if I look very gaunt, that's because I have to have to be in a suit. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com, slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com, slash Dave Campbell, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. We've got a series up at TexasFootball.com from Shayon J. Raja, our college football insider, uh, talking about the 50 most important college football players in Texas in 2018. Uh, we have our list of, uh, there's a number of articles up there. One of them is 50 through 11. We just go 50 through 11, then we get down to the top 10. And I want to talk a little bit about these. Number 10, we put SMU wide receiver James Prochet. And I think that this is very savvy on Shayon's part. Because if you look at what SMU is going to bring back this year, they have a quarterback, but both of their superstar receivers are gone, both off to the NFL. And so they're going to need somebody to step up in their stead and be that guy. And the most talented and most accomplished receiver on campus is James Prochet. Um, a guy who was a, a star prospect coming out of high school, uh, out of uh, what is the now, I believe the now defunct prime prep. Um, but he is, uh, he has got to step up. And if if he doesn't step up, then you kind of wonder where their SMU is going to get their receiving yards from. So he's number 10 on the list. Number nine is Texas offensive tackle Calvin Anderson. There are big questions on the Texas offensive line, and I, I don't think I'm breaking any news by saying that. Adding in the transfer from Rice, Calvin Anderson, who was an all-conference pick a year ago at Rice, I think is really critical, and they, they need him to be good, and they need him really to be a leader on an on a offensive line that is still kind of finding its footing, and, and is I think right now, compared to other offensive lines in, in, in the Big 12, uh, is, is under-talented. Uh, they're going to need Calvin Anderson to step up in a big way, and I think that he's um, uh, very important to what Texas looks like in 2018. Uh, he's number nine on the list. Number eight is TCU quarterback Sean Robinson. I'll be entirely honest; I would have moved him up. I think that's a little bit too low. Mm. Um, Controversy. I think, yeah, we're gonna fight now, me and Sean. Nah, probably not. Um, but Sean Robinson, I think everything is in place, and I've said this on the show before. I think everything's in place for TCU to make a run at a Big 12 title. A lot of what happens and a lot of what they do will depend on Sean Robinson and how mm. good he is. And, and, and he is the kind of guy, and this team is the kind of team, where he doesn't have to be a Heisman caliber quarterback. He doesn't have to be an all-conference caliber quarterback, but he's got to be good. And if he's not good, he can really submarine this team. And I, I feel like I'm saying this, we were saying the same things last year about Kenny Hill, but Sean Robinson is a bit of an unknown commodity. We love the tools, but... I do think that he is uh, he is he holds the key between what will be a a fine TCU season and a potentially excellent TCU season. So TCU quarterback uh, Sean Robinson is number eight. Number seven, Sam Houston State wide receiver Nathan Stewart. Uh, if you haven't heard about this kid, uh, he is special. Uh, a guy who I believe was a thousand yard receiver a year ago. Um, this guy is is really really impressive. Yeah, uh, uh, he was the uh, the first Bearcat in program history to post a thousand yards. Fifty two catches, a thousand four yards, and twelve touchdowns a year ago. Um, he was he's one of the best receivers at the FCS level. And once again, Sam Houston State's going. To challenge for an FCS national title and a lot of that offense is going to go through Nathan Stewart and so he comes in at number seven on the list of most important college football players number six is Baylor quarterback Charlie Brewer 
Not even named the starter yet. Oh, man. Uh, controversy in Baylor. Uh, no, he's going to be the starter. But Charlie Brewer, I think everybody saw last year that he flashed at times and looked like he absolutely could be the quarterback of the future. Um, did some very freshman things as well, but he looked uh, he looked the part. Now he's got to take that step forward with a team that has higher expectations. Last year he kind of came in uh, at a time when it was, uh, it was it was already kind of considered a lost season. He's got to come in and, and, and face uh, and, and lead a team with higher expectations. The other thing about him is I know they've got some other quarterbacks, but but for a Baylor team that I think as the season went on became more and more reliant on quarterback play, they need him to be good. And so I think Charlie Brewer is a, a fine choice here at number six. Number five is TCU defensive end Ben Bonogu. This You can make an argument that in the last couple of weeks he should have been moved up on this list. Uh, when you lose a defensive lineman like Ross Blacklock, you're going to need other guys on that defensive line unit to step up. Ben Bonogu, um, I think, is probably the best defensive lineman. Do I want to say this? Besides that, Oliver, in the state. That seems reasonable. And he he would have been a, probably a first-round draft pick last year, but he decided to come back for his senior year. And he could be one of the very best edge rushers in the Big 12. He's a big... And, and when you talk about what... TCU tends to do well defensively under Gary Patterson. That front seven is where it starts. And so Ben Benogu is going to be very important to that. Number four is Texas A&M offensive lineman Eric McCoy. Everything we, everything we said about Texas' offensive line, that goes like times one and a half for Texas A&M. Their offensive line is um, problematic at the moment. And <laughs> Eric McCoy has got to step up and be one of those guys who leads this offensive line. I think, it's a big, I think the offensive line is a big reason why they named Kellen Mond the starter. Because I think that they need that kind of versatility and the ability to expand, extend the play. Eric McCoy's got to be good. If he's good, then um, then suddenly that offensive line becomes less of a problem. And if the offensive line's less of a problem, then suddenly you can dream on Texas A&M having that big year in the first year under Jimbo Fisher. And number three, this is where we're at currently. Number three is Texas Tech linebacker Dakota Allen. Um, uh, of course, the the story is he was last chance you. Um, but this guy has turned into one of the very best linebackers in the state. And I think that he, for a Texas Tech team that very desperately is going to need to lean on that defense early, um, Dakota Allen is going to have to be that star and the guy that they can, they can lean on uh, and be a leader on this defensive front, or defensive front seven and really on this entire defense, especially in the early season. So I think that Dakota Allen's a very good pick here at number three. Just two spots left. Make sure you keep an eye on TexasFootball.com for the latest from Shehan J. Rajam. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to ask you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Consider, consider it, please. There's a lot of great content for insiders up right now. We just posted our computer game projections of every Texas high school football game. 730 Texas high school football games games this uh this weekend we project every single one of them insiders can see that you also see um you also get uh tep and step the premium insider high school football podcast from matt step and i we've already posted our week one preview um it's a i think it's a good listen but i'm a little biased uh check that out you also get uh computer rankings of every texas high school football team um and all sorts of other good stuff uh all sorts of goodness on texasfootball.com you get a year's worth of exclusive online content plus two magazines you get the 2018 recruiting edition of dave campbell's texas football which comes out in uh december early december uh before the early signing period you get that plus you get the 2019 
summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the Bible of Texas Football. I can't even start thinking about that magazine yet because it just gives me hives. But uh, you get that. Both those magazines, the year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, all for the low, low price of nineteen ninety five for an entire year. Nineteen ninety five for an entire year makes a great gift as well to TexasFootball.com. Also, one more plug before we get to Craig Way. Please make sure you um, check out the Republic of Football. We got a new. Uh, we got. We're gonna have a new episode going up today, and so check that out. The Republic of Football, our college football podcast with Shehan Jayaraja. You will want to hear that. We're gonna get, get a look at Week One of college football uh, instead of Week Zero. So we may even start doing that uh, in studio here. Soon Audible on uh, on the live streams. Audible gas. You never know. You never know. <clears throat> Max, let's go to the hotline. And let's bring in the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer, the Emmy Award-winning voice of Texas High School Football and my co-host on High School Scoreboard Live. We go down to the Austin area to say hello to the great Craig Way. Craig, happy football season. And to you, the mere mention of anything, uh, given the fact that it's uh, you on Scoreboard Live with me and Rick Renner winning an Emmy, I see what you did there. No. You know That worked out well for you, too. Listen, listen. As I've told people before, just find someone's coattails and ride them. It's just, it's really the best way to, to go about it. Um, it, it we, all, we are here. Tomorrow is the kickoff of Texas high school football season. We slog through uh, the long, long off season. I want to ask you because uh, I, I felt this, this way uh, a little bit earlier. Um, do you feel like this off season was longer than usual? Because it feels like I've been waiting for, for years for high school football to, to return. Yes, I do, and and I I thought about that, Tep, and I think I know the reason why. Now, the, see, go with me on this. Mm-hmm. I think the reason why the off season seemed longer mm-hmm. is two. Well, but first of all, any off season seems longer in a realignment year because the anticipation builds about brand new districts. Okay, so that's one thing, and that happens every other year anyway. So you start from that baseline, then. Add to that the fact that we have the, the, the split conference alignment in 5A with D1 and D2. That's one thing. And then, on top of that, the absolutely mammoth, epic way that the season ended last year. So you add all that together, and now you know why there was all this great anticipation. So it did seem longer because of the, 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 the dynamic way in which 2017 season and all the changes going into 18. Yeah, I, I, it did seem longer. I, I think that's a, that's an excellent point that I hadn't considered. Is that when you close out the year with a a, a smorgasbord of fantastic games? I mean, essentially, you look back over those 12 state championship games. There were really only two that immediately spring to mind that you would characterize as maybe a bit of a dud. Cy Fair's dominating win over Midway, which was uh, the score was, was closer than the game actually was, uh, and then probably Carthage's uh, win over, over Kennedale. But when you go 10 for 12, um, and especially some of the games that we did have, uh, you know, the, the obvious one being Manville in, in Highland Park, I think that Munster and Tenaha probably uh, it gets in that category as well. Even some of the six-man games uh, were really, really special. That's an interesting point that that it kind of it, it wet our appetite for even more. And and when then you have to wait nine long months to get back to it, uh, maybe maybe the the wait seems longer. Well, I know you're one of those people, and I am too. That when it is over, are given to posting in social media. Be it, social media, be it. Twitter, Facebook, whatever it might be, and say, 
can't believe it's over. Oh, it's sad. Well, we'll see you next year. And so the waiting game begins then, at that moment, when we walk out, uh, when we walked out of, of, uh, of AT&T Stadium in Arlington, which happened to be coming off that last show, which happened to be the, the, the Emmy winner, because, and, and the reason it was the Emmy winner is not because of me or you or, or Ritter. It's because the show was just slam bang because it had all those incredible recaps of all those incredible games. And it left such a feeling and impression on us that when we walked out, it was like, my gosh, it's over. Oh, can't wait till it starts again. And so then the clock begins to tick very Slowly. Yeah, as slowly as it gets. We're talking with Craig Way, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. Here on Texas Football Today, get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF Today. All right, Craig, I, I flashed back a year ago, basically right now. Uh, we were in San Antonio for the inaugural Texas Football Days on Fox Sports Southwest. The game was Converse Judson and Lake Travis. And Converse Judson came out with a, you know, it was close for a while, but then what ended up being a very resounding win over Lake Travis. Uh, you flash forward to later in the year to that the aforementioned uh, late December games at AT&T Stadium, and only one of those teams is at AT&T Stadium, and it ain't the team that came away with the resounding win. So my question to you, uh, having having all this experience in, in, in watching Texas high school football, how much stock do you put in week one? We're all very excited about the 730 games that are going to tee off starting tomorrow, but how much stock do you put in the results? that you see in week one the only stock really that i put into it is that you and 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 it's only really from the marquee matchups because you get a chance to see really good teams measure themselves against really good teams that's that's the thing that i see now i, I will tell you this uh in the last 48 hours i've i've had uh some lengthy conversations with Head coaches of two of the top four ranked teams in the state, Hank Carter at Lake Travis, and just this morning, Todd Dodge at Westlake came in on my radio show and sat in the studio for a half an hour. We had a fascinating conversation about Riley Dodge, by the way, his son at South Lake Carroll and all the expectation and all that other kind of stuff. But uh, they both talked about their openers, and to the layman, you'd look at it and say, okay, well, Westlake's playing at Belton. They, they should be able to handle that. And Lake Travis is playing Arlington Martin, even though it's on the road. Uh, they should be able to handle that. But they talked about caliber of opponent, caliber of opposition. They both feel they're really going to get good tests in the opener. And, and those are really just in terms of, uh, of an opponent, the measuring stick. And Carter goes through this fascinating exercise that coaches of outstanding programs at the uh, upper classification struggle with, and that is to find quality non-district opposition. And it quite often means a road trip. they got to go to the Metroplex back-to-back weeks to play Arlington Martin and Mansfield Summit. Mm-hmm. And, and, he, and, and he talked about that you want representative opponents just to give you an early gauge of, of where you are. Now, having said that, he's the first to tell you. He said it last year before they lost by 20 points to Judson in that opener, and he said it to me again yesterday that the team that takes the field for us Friday night, uh, we're not planning on that being the same team that is playing in Week 9 and Week 10 and hopefully all the way up to Week 16, which they've done the last three years. That's amazing. Think about it. they played 48 games in the last three years. Jeez, that's, that's, that's a remarkable number. Um, you know, we are here at, at, at Week 1 
Um, it's just it's one at a time here in, in, in the early going. But but I can't. It's it's been a while, and I, I feel like I probably say this every year, but I I'll I'll say it again. I think it's been a while since there's been a week one slate that I'm this excited about with a number of just really high profile games um, out there. Uh, is there one or two that really tickle your fancy that you're particularly excited about? Well, I'm with you on Katie North Shore. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's clearly a, a, a headline grabber. Uh, that that's certainly there. Although side fair in the woodlands is is intriguing uh, as well. Both of those out of the greater Houston area certainly. Uh, DeSoto at Permian mm-hmm. uh, certainly certainly uh, it, you know raises an eyebrow. You look at that, and then um, and then uh, you know down in in these parts, uh, Vandegrift at Cedar Park. I mean, there's you know Vandegrift is is in an, an incredibly difficult district with the likes of Cedar Ridge and Hendrickson, who, who met the quarterfinals last year. Of course, Cedar Ridge went to the semifinals. Uh, but Vandegrift is, is playing at Cedar Park. Uh, it's kind of in the district rivalry thing. What I've learned over the past few years down here in that district, if you're in the Leander ISD, which which has Vandegrift, it has Cedar Park, it has Leander, it has Vista Ridge, it has Rouse, uh, it has the new school, uh, Glenn. If, if you're in that district, with those schools, it, it turns out that almost everybody hates Vandegrift, uh, just like everybody in Westlake and Lake Travis's district uh, hated those two schools. And so, by the way, those three, when they were all in the same district the last two years, everybody hated all three of them, right, for various and sundry reasons and, and levels of success. But uh, they're going to get a really good test, and we get to find a little bit about the, uh, the, the, uh, the reconstituted black rain defense of Cedar Park. Westlake scrimmaged them last week and asked Todd Dodge about it. He said, up front, they're as good as Black Rain has been. In the in the back, in the secondary, they're as good as Black Rain has been. The linebacking core is as young and, and thin as he can remember it being at Cedar Park. He said, but they're still going to be good. That's going to be a good test for Vandegrift. So that's another one, certainly, that catches my eye. Uh, we're talking with Craig Way, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer, uh, here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF Today. Craig, it's, 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 it sounds like the same question, but I think it's a different one, and I think you'll be able to spot the difference. Is there a team that you're most excited to learn about in Week 1 that, that maybe you've got some questions that, that you're, going to, you're, you're most excited to get some actual data points on uh, in a meaningful game? Give you a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, South Lake Carroll mm-hmm. uh, with the Riley Dodge era beginning, of course, and then they play South Grand Prairie tomorrow night, a uh, Thursday game. So uh, there's that just to kind of see how the dynamic works with the, the new 29-year-old head coach. And by the way, and I'd forgotten about this, Todd Dodge, the dad, the coach of Westlake, of course, who fashioned the dynastic program at Carroll, Todd's first job, which was at Cameron Yo, he was 29. So like mm-hmm. father, like son. So the, the, that's one. Uh, I, I'm, I'm curious to see just how good Lufkin's going to be uh, this year, and uh, I think we're all expecting them to be darn good. Well, we get a little bit of a test to see them against Longview, and that's another one of the matchups uh, that, I'm, that I'm watching. And Hutto, mm-hmm. I, I want to see, if, is this the year, are they ready to uh, take down Cedar Park and take them out? Chase Griffin, how good can he be? Uh, they have Brad LaPlante taking over there for Steve Van Meter as head coach. Those are three teams from three different parts of the state that I'm I'm really curious to see. The the one of the byproducts of a long, long, seemingly endless off season is that it gives us plenty of time to think and plenty of time to dream. Um, and inevitably, I think we all end up adopting a pet team 
uh, around this time of year that we go, oh man, this is the team that that I I, I just really think nobody's talking enough about, but I think they're going to make a run for for Matt Step. I know for, for like the whole off season, it's been Atlanta. He's really excited about the Rabbits, and, and 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 I know that we've got some other ones around here. Have you figured out which team you think is that dark horse that you feel like you're going to be like here? We're going to be like third round of the playoffs, and you're going to be like, see, I told you so. Oh wow, that's a fascinating question. Hmm. Uh, I'd have to think about that for a minute. I, I, it hadn't really uh, caught my. Yeah, I know we we talked about dark horse state championship mm-hmm. contenders, and and I'm with you on Fort Bend Marshall. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're one I think, but but that they're a little more out front, uh, I suppose. Uh, as as someone you can say, hey, you know, watch this group. They yeah. could be they could be really something special. Uh, you know, uh, it seems like the last few years we've been saying about San Angelo Central, and we, we find out, you know, a, a little bit more about them early on, and they get some good uh, non-district tests early, and then uh, and 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 even Permian. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with the coaching change, so I I'm kind of I'm I'm really intrigued uh, there. It, you know, it, it, I like the use of the term uh, pet teams and stuff like that. You, you follow one team that maybe not. Anything really good is forecast uh, successfully uh, to happen, but they're a little bit close to my heart for a personal reason, and that's SNS Consolidated, mm-hmm. uh, who's coached by James Gage, who's Ronnie Gage's son, the immortal coach from Louisville. And I remember when James was Ronnie's ball boy on the sideline during those Louisville Fighting Farmer State Championships that I called in the 90s. And so I've taken an interest in, an interest in the SNS Rams. And, and how they'll do. And I've told James, good luck to you. I'm going to be watching, and hopefully things go well for them. Finally, Craig, um, I, I feel like I've mentioned this to, uh, on the show, but but maybe not enough, is that uh, you will not be in uh, Longview with us for the Texas Football Days um, promote uh, game for Longview and Lufkin. Um, instead, you'll be in Washington, D.C., preparing for an early kick um, against uh, for the t- for Texas Longhorns against Maryland. <clears throat> My question for you is: um, Are you just going to like burn down the, the University of Texas athletic offices for scheduling this game at 11 a.m.? Is how how devastated are you that you'll be in our nation's capital as opposed to the scenic, beautiful piney uh, right getting close to the pine curtain of Longview, Texas? Well, I'll tell you what, Jeff. It's it's not UT's fault. Oh. It's, it's our brethren at Fox. It's their fault. And 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 and, and I told uh, Steve Simpson and I told uh, uh, you know Jason Walsh. And what is up with you guys scheduling that? What is what is the deal with doing that? I uh, said so that 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 shouldn't have uh, happened like that. It never should have happened like that. So anyway, that's you know that's the, the that was the, the the heartbreak and the disappointment of that that is that that game uh, got scheduled at eleven a.m by FS1. And I said, because they asked me, they said, you're really going to miss Longview Lufkin? I said, yeah, and it's all your fault. <laughs> yeah, I said, you got the ear of the guys in L.A.? What's, what's uh, up with that? Yeah. I said, all it had to be, all it had to be was an afternoon game. If it had been an afternoon game, then I would have made it because I could land there in D.C. by 10.30 in the morning and I could make a 2.30 kickoff. But I can't land at 10.30 in the morning and make an 11 a.m. kickoff. Mm. So, so it, it it was gonna you know really push it. So yeah, I'm gonna be agonizing uh, 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 Friday night. There's no doubt about it. I'm gonna, obviously I'll be keeping 
close tabs. I want to go. Remember last year when I was out in California for the USC game and I was sitting in the stands for the Rangers game against the Angels and following what was going on on my on my phone? Same deal again. I'll be at the Nationals Brewers game on Friday night at National Park, but keeping track on everything that's going on. Uh, he's he's Craig Way. He's the voice of the Texas Longhorns. I think today, this week, maybe he wishes he could take a, a little bit of vacation from that straight gig. Uh, but uh, make sure you follow him on Twitter at CraigWay1, and make sure you tune in for his outstanding call of the Texas Longhorns and the Maryland Terrapins coming up at 11 a.m. Uh, on, on Saturday morning. Craig, appreciate your time as always. Happy football season. Safe travels out to D.C., and we'll do it again next week. Hey, talk and running and, and looking forward to it. Thanks, Jeff. There he goes. Craig White, Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. He was nicer than I thought he was going to be, and I'll be honest, he was nicer than he's been in private to me about it. Uh, that, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was. He found that out, and he was – I've never seen Craig mad. But yeah. But that was like as close as he gets. boiling volcano. Yeah. It was, uh, you know – and now, look. Y'all are going to be just fine. Mark Followell is going to call the call the game. Uh, of course, a uh, uh, himself himself pretty accomplished broadcaster yeah, himself. Um, he called the World Cup for this off yeah. uh, this, this uh, during during the World Cup this year. Uh, but I know Craig is just he's he's agonizing over the fact that now he will have to he'll, he'll probably have a beer or two there at Nationals Park, which is an excellent place to watch a ball game. So I don't feel too 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 bad for him. Right. But uh, I know he's he's dying to get out there to Longview Lufkin. So it's tough. And finally, we go to Max Thompson for America's favorite segment. Final thoughts. Second uh, favorite segment. Second. Well, I think it's their favorite. I don't know. Tomorrow's the favorite segment. Still, no one telling me whether they could survive leaving Facebook for this show, which which is not a good sign. Uh, but love the excitement for everyone. I apologize. Uh, I missed uh, your audio was echoing at the beginning of the oh, show. Was and I was Did worried. we have this mic on? No, it's these cameras. Uh, it's a long story. Okay. Anyway, I fixed it halfway through. I apologize to everyone who put up with it. I'm glad you're still around. Uh, and, yeah, that's going to be it for today. You guys, I mean, everyone, Most, I'll be honest, most of these comments are just about how excited everyone is for uh, the games to be back. And I, I couldn't agree more. I have awesome news. It's tomorrow. Tomorrow yeah. is the season, and tomorrow is our first one-hour spectacular. Oh, God. You will not want to miss it. Oh, no. Thank you to Max, and thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for football season on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.